0: Real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self defense, weight loss, live from the Great 18. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox.
1: All right. Well, we made it. We made it live. So we're good to go.
2: Yeah. Sorry about that. I apologize. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, well, you know what? Technology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is just uh, if there's something going to go wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, technology, I'll make sure, you know, yeah. it makes our life right. awesome and it makes our life a nightmare all at the same time, right? I,
2: I've watched your show and I just don't know why I didn't think <laughs> I would have to download something to participate. So
1: that's yeah. kind of weird. I, I don't know. I haven't, I you know, I, I didn't think that it should just click a link you don't have to have StreamYard, i don't think to in order to do it
2: well it didn't support i have a mac so it doesn't it didn't support uh uh, my browser for whatever reason
1: really because i'm on a mac right now
2: yeah but it has firefox
1: i have firefox chrome and safari
2: right so that's i only have uh safari so it needs firefox or chrome
1: oh it didn't Really, I'm gonna look into that. I didn't know that. I mean, there's many people that have Macs, I'm surprised about that. So,
2: well, most people have Firefox, I think. I know that that was something that I always used to use, but I I started using Safari. Well, we're here now, yeah. You got it figured out, we're good
1: to go. We got it figured out, yeah. It's it's all good. All right, so, well, let me introduce you first. Okay, I got Chris Bell for a day to where uh, this is an, uh, an embodiment coaching healer, right? Ever since a near death experience in. A MVA at age 13, I've wanted to help people. Since then, I have naively wanted to help everyone. And with my inquisitive mind, I set out on that journey. Along the way, I continued to search why some people get better and some don't. It was a realization that so many of the root of our issues stem from our emotional state. That's pretty uh, young, young man. I didn't, uh, you know, I a near-death experience yeah. at 13. And what does MVA stand for?
2: Yeah, motor vehicle accident.
1: Motor vehicle accident. So gonna... Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody has that because it's kind of like police code words. Um, so they know <laughs> what that means. Good. Not Absolutely everybody's going to know point. that. So no. No. Um, so what happened at, at 13? Were you uh, in a car? Or did you get hit by a car? What happened? Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, my parents, it was actually my parents' anniversary. So I was going to my grandpa mother's uh, cottage for the weekend. She was taking us there and um, we were driving and it was kind of like mid afternoon and she fell asleep at the wheel. And um, dep- I guess depends on where you live. Like I uh, live in Canada, it's pretty rocky. So what they call it is like a rock cut where oh. instead of going over mountains, they cut through them. And so, um, mm-hmm. in uh, those rock cuts, you know, on the side of the road have like sharp edges. And so she had fallen asleep at the wheel and the car swerved and hit the side shoulder and then went right into the rock cut. And, um, and, and so at the time I looked like, I looked like I was like the best cause I was in the back seat. I just had a cut of my big cut of my forehead. Uh, it was quite a large laceration, but, um, everyone else was pretty banged up. My sister was in the car and my grandmother, and they had a lot of broken bones and different things. My sister was really bruised. But once I got to the hospital, I was complaining of some stomach pain and they couldn't really find out why. So I ended up going in for some exploratory surgery and my bowel had been cut or lacerated in, I think, three places. I'd taken out my appendix thinking that was the issue and uh, sewed me up. And for whatever reason, I wasn't recovering like I should. And um the nurses were really becoming concerned about my health because it was kept deteriorating. And the doctor said it did the surgery. Everything was tip top perfect. Um, But the nurses were concerned and they didn't want to step on the doctor's toes. And so with a lot of um, nudging and actually even some nuns came by and they're like, we're really concerned about your son. You really should get a second opinion. And, uh, and it was like dying, dying. And then my mom and dad decided like, let's get a second opinion. So they talked to a doctor that they knew and he came in to assess me and all of a sudden something, I don't remember the whole details, but he made some changes. And then all of a sudden my recovery started to change. But, you know, I was going into, uh, uh, sepsis so I was going to like toxic
0: oh, inside that's right.
2: and, um, yeah, so he had did whatever. And, um, I started to improve and I got out of the hospital. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's good. 13 years old too, huh? Yeah. Rob's on, Rob's on. He's saying yeah. hi to us. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Rob, yeah, Rob. for joining us. Yeah. Rob's great a good guy. Dude. great I, guy. I great guy.
1: I sat next to him this whole weekend at the, uh, at the Yama show, him and I. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So let, let's talk about that. So at 13, and that, that was, I guess, life changing for you. And you decided that you wanted to at that time.
2: Yeah. I really, um, yeah, for whatever reason, you know, um, I just had this desire all of a sudden and it was more of intuitively, it was like a, just a shift like inside that I wanted to help people myself, you know, maybe a little bit before it was maybe more selfish in my own thing. And, and this was kind of like opened up my eyes to helping others. And, and, um, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, it just eventually, i knew i loved sports and uh i wanted to help people so i went into actually science originally and knowing that that was kind of like my next step to to take something else i just didn't know right at the time what it was but i knew i love sports and 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 more the science base because i love science I, I always was a kid that was always asking why and you know some guys love to like uh you know maybe chop up a computer and you know rebuild a whole new computer some guys it's a car for me it was really just um you know the body really understanding how the body worked
1: yeah so for me the there's two things two similarities we have that you may not know rob said i couldn't break a beer bottle. i taught him how to break uh, beer bottles with his hands when i was there really yeah I, Empty, I taught him how, I, yeah over well, you head? gotta put water in them you gotta put water in it and then you gotta blow i taught them how to blow the bottoms out of them with it with it with, with a strike oh wow so i'm a part you know parlor yeah. tricks parlor yeah. tricks so um <laughs> <laughs> that's me for for
2: my friends with but it's more heat like into like oh i got a sore shoulder oh my body's gonna help you like in the middle <laughs> of a restaurant or a bar like you know it's that's
1: kind of <laughs> the case the um so I, so two things, you know, I, 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 I too fell asleep one time and I hit three park cars. I didn't get a new <laughs> experience, but, uh, uh, I'm the one that did fall asleep. I was oh, working, I yeah. was working, I'll never forget it. I was working, um, uh, <laughs> I was working graveyard shifts and I, I had just, I was a big Volkswagen guy. And back when we, I know, when I was young, I worked on my own cars, right? You know, I did all my brake jobs. I did all my stuff. You know, I didn't really have, we didn't do all this. I don't do that today, but that's certainly <laughs> what I did when I was young. Yeah. And so, um, but I actually switched bodies on a VW. Now, VW Bug, you could actually switch bodies after with some bolts, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I took a, a, an old one and I put a new one. And I was coming home one night late. I was just tired, fell asleep, hit three parked cars, and ruined my whole VW bug. Wow. I was so bummed out. <laughs> um, luckily, I'm still alive. I, I didn't yeah. kill myself. I only killed I only killed three cars that night. That's it. Um, <laughs> wow. So I biked uh, into that, a parked car before. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. So the science thing, yeah. you know, it's interesting that you said that. I, I I like science, but I wanted to be a corner. Believe it or not, oh,
0: wow. I wanted
1: to go after. Um and find people, uh, like a forensic, you know, finding killers. That's, that's what I thought I was going to do oh. until I went and saw an autopsy done. And I said, uh, not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that turned me away quick. Uh, yeah, that from was not, t- yeah. So,
2: yeah, that was me. Like early on, I took this emergency, um, like to be like, uh, a, a like a first responder or like a paramedic. So I took this course in university and, I learned right away that I didn't like, I love my blood. I love like, you know, I would take my blood, put it under a microscope. You know, I'd take a fo- hair follicle and, you know, I'd be gross even, you know, take a booger out of my nose. I wanted to see everything, you know. Uh, but as soon as you put somebody else's in front of me, it's like, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> so, like, blood was out. And so I was like, ah. Oh.
1: Um, it's funny, right? Yeah.
2: But then I had to go, when I went to chiropractic school, you had to do gross anatomy. So I had to do dissection. And that was really... Like, I mean, you know, you want to sit around and have some drinks and laugh. I've got some crazy stories, uh, you know, with some buddies that they would, you know, tell me another story about, and that gross anatomy, because it's, it's the, it's gross because what you do to the body is gross.
1: Yeah, yeah that's uh, yeah, I know a little bit about that, uh, man. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't uh, know what to tell you, man, but that, so I, I, you know, you going through it, so you went through chiropractor school first, right? That's what you did first. And, yeah. um, and that's the route that you went. Yeah. And then you have, so let me ask you about that because, you know, I've used chiropractors for years you know, I, I have a chiropractor that comes to my school, as a matter of fact, every Thursday, but he's a, a manipulation, small, small joint manipulation. I mean, it's a massage. It, I can't really, it's a love hate relationship because when he's massaging you, you'd like to punch him in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. I
1: tell Wade that all the time. I tell Dr. Wade that all the time. I'm like, you know what? I feel so much better after this, but during this uh, pain excruciation massage that you give me and, right. and small joint manipulations, I do want to punch you. Um, you know, <laughs> he says, it's funny. I I hear that from everybody. I don't know. Everybody yeah, yeah. loves how they feel, but you got to go through the pain to make sure you feel good. You know what right. I mean? So right, it is right. what it is. Yeah. So, so did you have a practice? Is that what you did?
2: Yeah. So actually um, no, I mean, I, so what happened was, well, I was going to chiropractic school and, you know, in the intro kind of talked a little bit of, and brushed on this is uh, I learned that chiropractic can help 75% of 75% of the people. And I really wanted to naively, I said, help everybody. And so, you know, when I first started, it was like, if you had an, a, a spine, I wanted to adjust you regardless of, you know, anything else. I just needed to adjust you. And so that's what, that's what I was doing. But then I realized that that wasn't the only answer. There was so much more that I can help people with. And so I started to study all sorts of chiropractic techniques, uh, you know, applied kinesiology, activator, Gonstead. I mean, I studied probably 20, some that are a little bit more, you know, off the wall, crazy to more mainstream stuff that you've had done. ART, which is similar to like the, like a massage base, like you work the muscles in active therapy. You know, I've studied a ton of them and hoping to help as many people as I could. And um I was actually ready to open a practice in Kentucky. I was moving to Kentucky, um a little tiny little town just uh, north of uh, Louisville and uh, right along the Ohio River, really nice place. And then um I went home because there's this transition where you finish your board, you get your license, everything's all set. You just have to write the state board for the laws of the, the state because every state has different chiropractic laws. Some, you know, chiropractors can do, you know, small surgeries and others can only adjust. It really just depends on the state. And uh, so there's some rules. I just had to wait a few months. So I went home, all my stuff was in storage. I was waiting to move. And my mom was seeing this, this uh, guy and he was doing something different. So she was like, come check him out. I can't really explain. He doesn't really explain what he does or you know, he talks over your head cause it's more technical, you know? So I went chat with him and I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And he was helping people with all sorts of problems. So I'm like, wow, this is pretty amazing. I want to, you know, I want to talk a little bit more. So we end up meeting for coffee after and, you know, hit it off. And he's like, well, come learn it, you know, cause he didn't understand like the, the business aspect of running a business. Cause it was just like, he was good at what he did. And so we kind of made a deal that I would teach him how to grow a business. And likewise, he would show me the technique. And so he did that. And, um, and what I realized as I continue to grow is more based on energy. That the technique is from a chiropractor originally, uh, but he taught it to a lot of people because it wasn't, it wasn't just manipulation. There was no, actually, no manipulation. It was all based on organ and organ structure, as well as like, uh, the structure, but without any kind of force involved. And so I studied that and, I had to kind of make a choice. Do I want to continue doing this or do I want to move to Kentucky? And I just delayed Kentucky until some point I just was sort of my own practice doing this other technique. And it was called Iso dynamics at the time, but it's since I've changed its name and it's a lot of drama in there. And that's another whole nother show. But uh, <laughs> what I started to realize is that that too had limits and wh- why I shifted from chiropractic was not that it doesn't work. People get better. It was just like, I always want to know like, I wanted to help people more. Like why do people were coming to me and, you know, they have to come every three to four weeks and the problem would come back. Even my own personal story, I have an extreme or had an extreme allergy to cats. Whereas if you had a cat, I would know within a minute and I'd have to leave the room because if it touched me, I would get, I would get hives where it touched me. My breathing would be like so compromised. It was just terrible. And so uh, I, I, I would have to, it was embarrassing because I'd have to call ahead to say, hey, do you have cats at your house? Because I couldn't visit, you know, like I'd go to my aunt's for Christmas dinner and it would be like, have to spend half the time outside in the winter, you know, in Northern Canada, which is cold, you know, because the mm-hmm. cats were, you know, uh, they had one or two cats and, you know, drove me mad and my eyes were itchy and just red when I would leave. And and it would be fine if it was just that night, but that effect would affect me for at least a week, My you know, to get my breathing back to normal. And, um, and so if I had an adjustment after a lot of those symptoms would release until I see the next cat and then the symptoms return. So I wanted to find out why, like, what's, there's gotta be something to help me deal with the cat issue, the cat allergy. And so that led me to study this and which led me to, you know, keep learning more and more.
1: Yeah. I have that same, uh, I have that same allergy. I can't be around <laughs> cats.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I'm at a point where I'm fine with cats. I mean, uh, I could even spend a night with someone who's a cat. I can s- start to feel it, but, uh, it's not, not even near where it was. And I think that's, it's more just like a distaste now for cats. Might be well,
1: <laughs> well, you have dog people and cat people. I'm definitely not the cat person. I can tell you that for a fact. That is, a, that is, that, that's, right. <laughs> that's a true statement for sure. So, so uh, so, is this your practice you have now? Because, uh, uh, yeah. because, uh, because you stayed in Canada. Now, are you originally from there, or were you going to move to the United States?
2: Yeah. So, I, I, um, I'm from Canada. I did my undergrad, so my exercise degree in uh, in Michigan. It's a small little school, in Northern Michigan, which was close to my house, so it wasn't like out of state. It was considered in state, uh, but it was in America. And, um, I went to university in St. Louis. So to chiropractic school in St. Louis, Missouri, and, um, which was, you know, not that far from Louisville, which you guys know. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I ended up moving back to Canada and I, since been, I've stayed in Canada. So to answer more of the question is do, what do I do now? Yeah. So I still see people in that brick and mortar situation where they come to see me to me to fix them. But along the way, and that's what the embodiment coaching is, is I'm, I've, I'm, I've always wanted to, you know, continue that quest to, you know, to the why to why get people better in I kind of um, just use a lot of clients have had is seen seeing how emotions played a role. Whereas like, you know, the client is a great example is he was, you know, he referred a ton of people because he got better, you know, but the thing was, he would always have to come for every four to six weeks to, you know, really manage his back. So similar to the chiropractor, usually a little bit longer, he can go. Um, but he was always like this constant client, but he had referred all these people and he came to me one day. He's like, Chris, like you know, I referred all these people. Some of them never see you again or they come back. Cause they have another issue. I'm like, oh, he's like, how come I have to keep coming back? And, you know, I knew this guy cause you know, he's been a client for a while. And I said, it's, you know, as soon as you retire, he hated his job. Like he knew to the day that he was going to retire, and it's not like, oh, I've got like 15 more days of work. It was like, you know, I got 904 more days left to work. You know, he knew like years ahead of time. Like he was counting down, not weeks. He's counting years, and um, and then eventually it came, and he retired, and he stopped. I just stopped seeing him. But him and his wife, I mean, would be funny because his wife would come in, they would bicker in the in the in the waiting room. He would come in and complain about her. She would come in and complain about him. And so, uh, about 18 months she retired and then he started coming back again. And I was like, oh, so how we're feeling our, our, our own emotions affect us as well. And so that's really where I kind of, kind of started to look at how emotions played a role in our well being and started working on that. And, uh, really what I'm doing now is I'm teaching people how to look at their own emotional stuff. And that's what I teach people really today. And that's kind of where I'm shifting towards to be more online. COVID was that kind of that push for me to do that to empower people to help themselves rather than, you know, Chris, I'm broken. Keep fixing me, keep fixing me. Which is fine. But I I want to help people empower themselves to do it themselves and to start noticing these patterns uh, of emotional stuff that may arise for them.
1: So you say you, you know, you help them recognize a pattern. What would a pattern what would a pattern be? This is interesting to me yeah. because I often wonder when you—I mean, you obviously you have different personality types, right? Mm-hmm. And do you see uh, uh, different personality types uh, have different problems? Like you have your, like somebody like me—that's kind of a, a type A, like you know, balls to the wall type of guy. Right. You know what I mean? And then you got somebody that's a little bit more reserved uh and more in depressive states and so how how do you defer that what what's what's some of the what's some of the stuff when you say you yeah. need to look for
2: right sure you know a type personality is always obviously constant stress right so there's stress 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 going 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 one task over another and there's lots of just to break down but you know maybe to simplify it for everybody is really just most people have like you know one really core emotion that they tend to go to to maybe and that's underlying some other things. So, you know, maybe your, yours is anger. Mm-hmm. And so if, if something happens, it's anger, some other people, it's worry, some other people resort to guilt, other people, it's more, they kind of go inwards and have depression. Right. Uh, and, and so you look at those kind of those key things as an area to start one of them. Yep.
1: Okay. So let let's, let's say that, how would you help somebody? Let's say, one of my children have the super anxiety, right? Yeah. You know, we're talking about adults now. We're not yeah. talking about, and I'm not talking about a kid, kid, but I'm talking yeah. about an adult child that is dealing with, um, uh, you know, she gets a, a, a super anxious all the time. And yeah. not, and then when I, when, I, so here's, <laughs> here's a typical dad, right? Um, she gets super anxious and I don't know if I really have anxiety per se, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, you know, you, at some point you're going to have to, well, what makes you that way? I don't know. I don't know, dad. Well, right. you know, uh, you know, you have, you tried shifting your mindset, you know, you, you know, and, or something, something to that effect. And, and, uh, she goes, and it's not like that dad. And I'm just like, I'm so you just throw it up in the air. Cause you don't, I don't know as a parent, how to, how to help? I can tell you this: that the the anxious and all that kind of stuff. I don't remember that kind of stuff really, kind of growing up. Okay, all right now maybe because I really didn't have it, or we really weren't looking for it. But today, it certainly seems uh relevant and all over the place.
2: Yeah, I mean, lots to unpack there. But yeah, for sure, uh today, obviously, with you know, we're so much more in our heads as kids, you know. Uh, we were out playing all day, so we spent less time in our heads. Really, like, you know, like, I would be up from, as soon as I got out, I would be out playing with some friends till till dark, you know, till the streetlights came in, right? And that was kind of the rule, come home when the streetlights, mm-hmm. you know, turned on. And, you know, um, even I'd come home for lunch, I was, you know, ma- we made our own lunches. You know, there was no, you know, today kids are spend so much more time in our online and with computer games and you know where they're not just free to be with themselves and be with other friends just riding your bike there's that that being of just with you you know where you know you could be with your friends but with your with yourself and when you're stuck in your room with just your thoughts and yeah there is a mindset shift with anxiety but because usually it's they're they're stuck with worried about the future like what's next you know what's ahead And so how do I work with that is I already emotion. So if it's anger, it's using whatever you're angry about now, whatever, you know, whatever you're anxious about now. So, you know, using what you're feeling now and work backwards. And so the root is somewhere down here, maybe started maybe, at you know, as a child at some point, but we want to take and loop backwards. And so we take you through that using what comes up today and kind of loop it through. And how I do that is, is first teaching you how to relax your nervous system right? And so when you're anxious or when you're any feeling anger or, or worry, you're in that fight or flight mode, right? That, that sympathetic nervous system that's kind of going, right? It's just that that used to be useful when we were confronted from a bear, right? We want to run from that bear. So, you know, all of a sudden, all these things happen in our bodies, you know, you You know, your body drops acid into your bloodstream. You know, your heart rate goes up. Your lungs start to expand. It's need for more oxygen, right? So all this is now happening, but there's really no bear to run from. So this added kind of constant stress that we keep putting ourselves on or in or through. And so the first step is really just learning to relax the nervous system. And uh, there's many ways to do it. For me, I just teach people a breath work exercise that I teach them um, because breath is a great way just to calm their nervous system and uh, using some like neurolinguistic programming or NLP to help make it more of a anchoring into the breath. It, it helps calm the system. And then it's taking that loop, whatever is coming up now and going and tracing it back. So retracing it to the root of the problem and wherever that came mm-hmm. from. And it's not necessarily therapy. You may not even remember where it started and you don't have to, but your body remembers. And I just, I help you I guide people through that process.
1: That's yeah. That's super interesting that. Um, so when you, when you have a client or when you're working with somebody, you know, yeah. um, what, what, is there a series of stuff that you ask questions and kind of get a sense of yep. where people are at and um, has this, does this uh, system Work only in person, or can it work the way we're talking?
2: Yeah, 100%. So now it's all uh, I shouldn't say all of it, M- most of my work now is all online. Yeah, so it, it definitely is something I could do online, uh, something I can do in groups. I've done group training, um, in person and online, but uh, I mean, I love the idea of like being with the person, but I mean. I love now moving online because I can help people all over the world rather than just, you know, in my own community. So yeah, absolutely. Something that's done. And um, yeah, at first, the initial part is teaching people how to do it, what to recognize. And then with enough training, enough practice, if they want, they can start to recognize it themselves rather than just having me do it. I'm showing them how to Help themselves. If anything, you know, you're learning to relax your nervous system and to start to be more aware of what's going on in your head, because a lot of times people don't know why they're anxious, but they never slowed down their thoughts or took a moment to to listen to what your head is actually telling you, what your brain's saying. Like, what are you anxious about? You know, that client say anxiety to big groups. Well, I mean, okay, let's let's get to the root of that. And they don't know why they're anxious to big groups. And We don't have to ask. We don't have to find out. We just have to get to the root of the problem. And next thing you know, it's like, uh, this one client, I mean, uh, she just goes to big groups and it's like, it's, it's not even, it's not like that fake it till you make it. It's like, it's no longer there. It's just like, okay. I'll go around this big group. It's like, it seems very much more normal. Like you would if you or I who aren't, who isn't afraid of, uh, big groups just like, yeah, okay. We're going to a concert. This person would have be so much in her head about going to a big group. Even church was a big, is a big group for her. Right. So, you know that was always like okay working herself up to go to church on Sunday, whereas like, boom we clear it and all of a sudden going to church Sunday and there's no that anxious leading up to it if that were to make sense, and that was really anxiety. I had a lot of that, and that's really what helped. Not that had a lot of anxiety, I just had some, but that was really that breakthrough moment for realize that oh my god I can clear this for myself. Is I had some anxiety about sports. I play hockey and. I had created this, you know, growing up playing sports, you know, I had, I had created this story of like this go-to player and so, or looking good or being good or whatever the story that I had, I don't know. And it didn't matter, but I now I'm an adult and I was putting this, this, my own story into going in to playing hockey. So if I was playing pickup, it was fun. I had no pickup means just with a bunch of friends, just playing around, no problems. But as soon as you put like, you know, a referee in there and, uh, you know, uh, a time clock and some, uh, you know, two shirts and, uh, you know, we're going at it. It was like, I started to get anxious. I would pee two, three times before the game and I would like fall over the the boards, trip over the blue line. It was like, I'm totally different player. And I could never figure out like, how is it even possible? And, and so I just started to practice this technique that I show. It was more, a little bit more simpler at the time. But it was, that was the evolution because I saw it change where I was like, oh, my God, where I saw the performance of my hockey change. I was like, I didn't pee two times before the game. I ended up tying our league in points or team in points. And that was more the player that I was versus this kid that was like, you know, tripping on the blue line and, you know, falling over the board. It was just like a night and day difference it was like, wow. So that anxiety that I was putting myself was perfecting was affecting my performance because I had to look good or be good or whatever the story that I was telling myself at the time.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. A lot of this, a lot of what you're talking about is interesting because you're trying to help people because in Western medicine, all they want to do is kind of give you some drugs, right? They don't really want to give you solutions that you can do things on your own. right? Right. And so I don't know, like if, um, But if is there like if I was a typical client, how does that kind of work out? Do you do you have like a a questionnaire that you kind of have them fill out? And uh, do you have a one on one kind of like we're doing now and you just kind of talk? And and uh, because it's interesting to me, you have a kind of a a, a calm demeanor about yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, An easy demeanor. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, you know me, I can go from zero to death row in like a second um uh so yeah
2: this is the work in progress this is the work because I never I was like you I was very type A mm. the busier I was the more the more I got done the more you know I couldn't be with myself uh, so I stayed busy active and doing 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 um so as I started to clear my own stuff you know I, I became more present in the moment more calm more deliberate more, confident mm. um so yes yeah, so to kind of go back yeah so i have some group coaching i have uh one-on-one coaching and it, it's just um an initial assessment yeah i have a i offer a free discovery call where we can um where i can assess your issue and if i can help you or not some people aren't my ideal as much as they want some people don't want to be better uh, and some people aren't willing to kind of put some work in and so I just, um, or what level do you want to fit? Like I have some, you have a three month program, a six month program, a nine month, just depends on what level you want to go. And so I find out if you're my client, ideal client, if it's someone that I can work with, or maybe you don't like me, maybe you don't like my personality, maybe I'm too calm for you regardless you know, we, we've, we assess that together. Can we work together? And if not, you know, I have other people that I can refer you to if like, you're like more into wanting to explore the nutritional aspect, you know, I have, have I've, I've you know, met people that I'm hoping to sharing my, you know, Hey, maybe this person can help you, you know? So if I can't, I, you mm-hmm. know, if I know someone that can help them, you know, I'm definitely open to referring to other people as well.
1: Yeah. That's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of refreshing to see that there are some other alternatives because <clears throat> I can tell you as a parent, you know, it's a weird thing just so you know, like trying to get, um, a psychologist or anything like that to even talk to They're so booked that they don't even take clients on. Right? Or you have a, a three month wait before you can even talk to anybody. Then you got to talk to them and you got to see if there is. Um, you know, if the vibe is right, you know, right. Is, uh, do you feel like they're going to help us or not? You know what I mean, right? And so, and there's, you know, sorry. I yeah. think, uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it uh, strikes my interest what goes on here because I don't know. It sounds like you can help somebody that, um, you know, an athlete. I don't know if you could probably tune their mindset a little bit better or or have give them tools to, uh, you know, give have a better mindset or how to calm before the storm. Um, right. how to kind of zone in what you got to do. uh it sounds like you can, uh, you know, I'm interested in, in how you overall, listen, breath has come up a lot of times and I've been a martial yeah, artist for a long that. time. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right. You listen, we talked about this once before and it, 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 it has come up again over this past weekend. I mean, there's a lot of people that, um, you know take a deep breath and that's true you know what i mean uh, when when uh when you take some deep breaths and stuff like that it definitely does kind of you know if you can zone in for a second it definitely does kind of change everything inside your uh inside your head a little bit uh, but uh, i wish that um you know th- this is what am i trying how am i trying to say it the I see so much stress on people in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way, but, you know, I bring stress on myself. It's not like something like life is right in stride of me. Right. You know, I bring the stress on because I like the high pace. Right. right? I I cannot relax. Uh, I was away for the weekend. I did. I, I did a huge mistake because somebody picked me up from the airport. And I didn't rent my own car. So there's two or three days that I have to rely on other people. Man, I'm so I was so pissed off, right? I'm like, man. So finally on the fourth day, I had somebody that was leaving early and I said, Hey, are you going to the airport? And he goes, Yes. I said, I'm gonna can I ride with you? Then we him and I spent the day at um it was Daniel Gomez and I we sent the day in Philadelphia and we went to these, you know, you know, he knows I'm a big Rocky fan. So I went down where Rocky oh, ran sweet. down the street. Yeah, yeah, right. And we had lunch together, and we had this little Italian coffee place, and that was totally cool, right? And I'm like, you see, this is the kind of stuff that I can't do because I had no transportation. I had to wait for everybody, and I'm not an Uber guy, right? You know, I don't – Uber can – and all that. <laughs> I, I just don't like it. You know what sure, I mean? This sure. is a, that's the new This is the new millennial thing. I'll just Uber there. Whatever, bro. <laughs> um, and so uh, I just didn't like it. And so uh, I went to the airport with him and got a car. And I felt so liberated, like, okay, I can go do whatever I want now, whenever I want. And then I took and I went to, and then I realized I I got the car because I had to leave for the airport at 445, right? In the morning. And so when I I went around at night and I went and looked at the Rocky steps, like I already did them, but I wanted to look at them again. Um, And then I kind of drove around Philadelphia a little bit and then into New Jersey and I was kind of driving around and um i was like man if i had this two days ago i would have been not so confined you know what i mean right. i didn't like it and so yeah. I, you know that's what i went and did but you know i see that too the anxious on people that's why people like martial arts too you know it kind of releases it releases a right. uh you know it just releases something you know jujitsu does that for me also you know what i mean when you're face to face and you're man on man and and, uh, you know, uh, the mats are what the mats are, you know, you in five minutes of that five minute round, uh, I ain't really worried about stressing on anything except for right. this guy trying to choke the crap out of me. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of get to dial in on that. So Good. that's, uh, I know it's an interesting thing that you have. And then you also said you had something with, I heard you say that you do group. What does that mean? What does that mean? Do you have a group of, is it certain, like, Hey, if you got anger management, we meet, or if you have this, or is it just great you know, what is that? That's a great idea.
2: Maybe at some point, uh, um, that'd be a good idea. Actually Um, originally I started with just doing sectors, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, I I just teach people It's called the awaken the inner healer. And it's just a group. It's a group of uh, whoever really wants to just start to work and it's starting to relax your nervous system and learn a few, you know, tips and tricks to, help them work through some of their their you know their trauma their emotional stuff so when we talk about and you mentioned like therapy yeah there's so much you know why therapy doesn't work and a it's hard to find one b you got to find one that works and you know then you got to build up a rapport with that person um and not that people don't have to build up a rapport with me but um in order to have that dialogue with someone that, that rapport has to be even stronger because you may not um want to talk about something that's you know that you might be embarrassed about or have a lot of shame around and right we don't and and what we do and or what i do is isn't necessarily something that we have to go deep dive on you don't have to retell your whole childhood or some kind of trauma that you experienced you know we just need to get you know uh we could kind of get to the root of the problem without having to rehash the whole story because that is now you're re-traumatizing yourself talking about maybe an abuse or, you know, your parents divorcing when you were 13 or whatever that, that, story might be. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and everyone has some level of trauma. It's just the, the depth of it. Right. Because you could have wanted a red bike and you got a green bike and you're six years old. It wasn't a big deal, but when you were six, it was enormous deal
1: right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, the, just the, the overall wellness health, I, I watched a lot of some other coaches this weekend. They had a lot of this other, you know, the breathing and stuff like that. And, uh, oh. and, and stuff like that different, you know, one, one really into, uh, his, uh, his Kung Fu, he, you know, coach Marvin, he, he's an awesome guy too. And, and, and the breathing that goes with it. And I think, um, you know, uh, learning how to, I, I look at all back at, 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 for me, like me, like me personally, I know me, mm-hmm. I know that when I'm under extreme, um, you know, stress, like uh, even in a match, right. And, and someone's mm-hmm. like covering you in there and you're feeling claustrophobic and you got to have to kind of pull back from that you're going to either start freaking out or you got to learn how to relax in the moment and figure a way out. Right. You either freak out or find a way out. You know what I mean? Um, and then, and so I've always had this natural tendency, probably from martial artists that had to try to just relax in the moment. Um, you know, uh, to, to assess where you're at so that you can, you know, defend yourself or whatever that is. This is me. This is just how I, I operate, you know, I just always operated that way. But, I've never had, um, you know, that's why I was asking about the coaching thing, because believe it or not, I had to go through anger management classes. You know, I wasn't uh, mandated by court or anything, but I knew starting my divorce that if I didn't get this under control. I I could hurt somebody Mm. and I have the capabilities of hurting somebody. Right. And. You know, you you start looking for things instead of assessing things, you know, and I would right. do this. I'll be looking for it. I'd be I'd be hoping somebody starts something with me. You know right. what I mean? And I don't know. It just didn't happen. It, you know, I'm going to say it happened at all, but it just didn't happen that much. And, you know, that was a blessing now that I look back on it because, you know, things can go south really quick. And uh, so but I didn't really in there if I didn't have the anger management classes. And I'm not a big group person, so that's that's one thing. It was it was a major thing for me to sit with a bunch of guys. But man, when I sat with some of these guys that are court mandated, I mean, these guys are freaking animals. You know, what I mean, beating their girls' heads in, in with a uh, – Wow! You know, I was like, what the heck? And uh,
2: it's hard not to stand up in an anger man. Right? now I'm not like, oh my out, gosh,
1: right? you, what are you what are you talking about? You hit her head on the bedpost of the and, and these guys are just. I realized in there, okay, yeah, I got an issue, but man, these guys got, these guys need to be in prison. And 100%. so, you know, and they're mandated by the court for a year of anger management. And whether you take the techniques or not, and, you know, some of that was breathing in there too. And some of it was, you know, saying that you have an issue because some of these guys don't think they have issues. You know, that's the next thing.
2: hundred uh, percent.
1: And so. And that's and, awesome
2: that you did that because you said, hey, I got, I it. mean, it's still an issue for you. So you got to. Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: did it. It This is, you know, I'm pretty high strung. And like I said, yeah. you know, I, I and I happen to hang out with people that are the same way. You know what I mean? That, you know, we're high stress entrepreneurs and it's go, go, go. Uh, you know, whether my military friends or my law enforcement friends, you know, we're always in that high stress type of situations. And so you once you're not in the high stress situations, you still live a high stress situation lifestyle. Right. And it's, you know, age has a way of. Uh, kind of mellowing you you know what i mean for sure because yeah. one thing i have found as older now older guy right so i'm 61 now is i really don't care about a lot of stuff like i used to you know what i mean yeah. stuff that used to bother me i could give two. you know i i really can give two shits about it at sometimes you know what i mean i really don't yeah. i don't really don't care and uh uh you know in with things that i take personal now, as an older guy, younger, I took everything personal. Today, I guess my biggest thing, and personally, this is just me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting my my doctor on with you as I do an interview with you, but yeah, is, sure. uh, <laughs> my, it's my my student, yeah. still, still a dangerous old guy. You're right about that, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick knows about the young me. He's got a crooked nose because of me Oh, uh, <laughs> when he was a kid, um, but uh you know, I think that, you know, stuff that bothers me, you know, loyalty is a big thing to me now as an older guy. Right. You know, uh, when when I pour myself into somebody and they don't reciprocate that, that stuff kind of festers in me, you know, it it it, uh, it just wouldn't go well, per se. You know what I mean? So I'm, I, I'm interested in in yeah. what, you know, I've always liked chiropractic type work, mental work over drugs because uh is another good friend of mine this is gary i went nice that's probably a good idea gary um uh and so i'm always interested in 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 a way that people can self-help each other you know what i mean i i enjoy your coaching uh on on the on a couple things right you want people to heal themselves. So it's not, you are right about that. You know, a chiropractor, you almost have to go on a weekly basis. Oh, you're going to need yeah. six months of adjustments yep. after six months. You're good. And then you have one trauma, right? So, uh, okay, man, my, Oh man, I just want myself at alignment again. Okay. Another six months of whatever. So there's never no self-help per per se. Uh, you know that with here having techniques that can, um help you in the moment is I think is major you know I, I have a trainer that way too his name's Ronnie you know his his goal is to teach you how to lift and how to do your own thing so you're not relying on him every week I said it, it's a testament to you guys that do that as doctors or whatever that my role is to be able to get you to do things on your own so you don't need me because I'm not always going to be there
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. I remember telling this chiropractor, you know, friend that, you know, cause I was always changing, doing something different. He's like, you're always in a doing something. I always said like, look, my mindset is like if I got to climb a tree to help someone better than I am doing now, I wanted to, you know, like, um, because I always wanted like in an ideal world, I can help somebody one time and then they're great forever, you know? And people are like, thinking about from like a lack mindset i said i could take one penny from eight billion people and i'll still be all right you know at the end of the day (laughs) if i could you know because at the end of the day everyone needs some kind of help and you know and my goal is to get you know see people as little or give them the tools to help themselves and that's really what you know i do today is helping them have the tools rather than continuously like you said you're lucky your chiropractor says six months a lot of chiropractors it's like you got to come every four weeks for the rest of your life and they say like you don't take one pill like you talked about pills you don't take pills once you know you're constantly always taking pills but i mean in theory that's the health self-help group or the self help. you know that whole mindset industry you can't just think positive one day and then that's all you have to do it's still a shift but it's all that whole shift. Like you said, like, look, I got an anger problem. I got to do something different. Maybe it's right, not that, correct, you know, it's not something else. And we talked about like patterns. Well, a lot of people, you know, say these guys, uh, wives or girlfriends that they were hitting, that's a pattern. Whereas a girl will go from one relationship and then I'm just using this pattern, you know, find another man who's going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Abuse, right. to abuse. She has to realize like, Oh, I'm being abused. She has to make that change. Like, Just like I have an anger issue. This guy has to say, like, look, I am angry. I have to do something different. And in this world of victimhood of, like, "Well, I'm a victim to this, I'm a victim to that. And, you know, I was hit when I was a kid, so I can hit. It was, you know, it's just we got to get out of that of take responsibility, like ownership. Like,
1: yeah. Absolutely. That's probably one of the best things that we talked about right there is. You know uh, where everybody's in such a victimhood that they can't they can't get past their own uh you know i do this because of that now you do that because you don't take ownership and change it that's that's right. you know i that is true this is susan on here too she says as an older person we look for quality in our lives and not quantity a few great things and not lots of crap like when we were younger it's true she's <laughs> a she's one of our she's one of our cross students out of burbank she's an Sorry. awesome yeah. lady um so yeah i think that uh really I, mean, I really liked all that of what you what you had to say. Well let's let's talk about let's talk about your website, okay? So I am yeah. I'm, I'm looking on your thing here, right? It says second half of what you said on your on your says, "Today I help people on a much deeper level than I did as a chiropractor, as a healer and a coach. I specialize in teaching people to resolve chronic health issues by relaxing their nervous system, connecting their mind, body, spirit and allowing them to release old wounds, traumas and triggers so they can feel more balanced, calm, happier and better health." And then you have your website, right? Um yeah. uh, Yes. So um this is oh we got Justin Willoughby on here too. You know Justin or not? Uh
2: no, I just think I joined up. Uh, we just joined him. Justin
1: is an awesome year. guy. He lost 600 pounds.
2: I we, I think we just we just friended ourselves so I Yeah. Yeah. He's an
1: awesome dude, yeah, man. I got to talk. Yeah, Justin says taking ownership is essential for transformation. He he knows that well, right? Well, absolutely. Uh, we can either let the bad lead us down a bad road or allow the bad motivate us to be a different person. Good stuff. That's right. right.
2: And it's regardless, I think, you know, uh, especially now with even relationships, people talk about like toxic relationship or state in a narcissist, mm-hmm. and that just leaves it leaves you powerless in the story. You can't really move out of that victimhood, regardless of put it on relationships, put it on religion, color, you, you really don't until you own your relationship, you, you own your whatever it is, you own yourself and regardless of your situation. You
1: right. Get out That's of good, that. doc. Yeah. yeah, I like that. This is Robert Edelman. He's a black belt of mine. He says good point, sir. You can do uh what happened to you or you can choose not to do it and make it a difference. Right. Yeah, see. Got some good guys listening today, right? Good, yeah, good, that's awesome. Good Those feedback, are so, that's
2: you know great. I mean? Yeah, that's right. So, it's Choice, choice. Yeah, choose or not choose. It's still a choice. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah he's a good, he's a good kid too, man. Yeah. Rob, Robbie's. Well, I can't call him a kid, but I've known him since he was a <laughs> kid. He's a he's a grown man with three kids, uh, <laughs> right. two kids of his own now. I mean, and a wife. So, and, so it's you know, hard
2: like, not to call yeah. him a kid though, because but he's my kid. That. So yeah. that's the way it goes. Right. You know
1: what I mean? So. I used um, to coach hockey. It's the same way. <laughs> so, like these
2: kids are now having kids themselves. And it's like, man, I remember right. you're 13, you're still just a kid to me. I,
1: I, I found I yeah, I find I find it as a coach and as a as a mentor, I find that um, you know, as I get older, my kids uh <laughs> it's true. Robbie says, Yeah, I'm Master Cox's kid. That's true. <laughs> he gets chewed out like he's one of my, uh, uh, he, he gets chewed out like he's one of my kids. I can tell you that. And so, uh, I was, I'm, you know, I find it, uh, ironic as a, as, as I, as a coach of these guys that they become, um, um, you know, first of all, they come way better than I ever was at, at martial arts because they've got all my, all my years of experience in their younger bodies. Same with my son. My son has that same thing, my oldest right. one. And, uh, and then they get really good. And then they're like, you know, they're like we're matched as far as it comes to on some of the stuff that we do together. And we come work partners and peers. And I'm still their mentor and coach, but it, you know, life has a funny way of, of, of uh, watching people grow up and to become their own men and women in their own way. So it's, you but know, I, f- I like that. I f-
2: but I find like, you know, as an older person, you, you have still that wiseness. They're still better and quicker and maybe stronger, but in the end they may win. But I find like, you know, even playing hockey, you know, like I play hockey and, you know, the first period, like use your smart sense to beat these younger kids. Cause the younger kids are faster. They shoot the puck harder, you know, but in the first period, you know, we can, you know, sometimes winning a little bit ahead. And then by the third period we're tongues are on our ground and, you know, they're scoring goals on us left, right and center. But <laughs> it, it's that because they're, they don't really pass like we do, you know, they, you know, but it's that hockey awareness that you have and, same probably with fighting, you know, and mm-hmm. mixed martial arts. You have that awareness that they're still developing, and as you know, they get uh, quicker and older. You have developed that, and and the amount of time they put in on it, right? And that's a big thing too.
1: Yeah, it's I, today. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that that is um, well for me. You know, as as an older, uh, as we get older, I, I, I definitely. Um, well, first of all, I always dig watching uh watching the young guys. You know, I jump on their case because I, you know. I don't think sometimes they, they, you know, I know life gets in the way, but you know, it's, it's still, you're, you're so you, the potential that you have has not been, you don't see what I see in potential. Right. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. I think that's part of being wise, right? You right. know, you just, you know, I, and I could tell you this, you know, in my younger days, I'd want black belts to get their black belts more than they wanted it themselves. And, it would consume me that. How can you have all this talent and just throw it in the trash? I had a lot of let that go, man. I, I mean, I, I was obsessed with that kind of stuff. And right? I just, just shake my head I'm like I, I don't get it, man. I just want to take them by the neck. And it's like, man, do you have any idea how good you can be or what right. what, what this can be for you?
2: But that gets back to what we were talking about. And, like and got so. all the stuff in our heads, right? That that's like I'm not good enough.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I can't do it, or I'm not like, you know, Mark, or I'm, you know, we have these stories running like that whether it's anxiety or whatever that are running on that are in the way of us being at the top of our game, you know?
1: Yeah. Isn't that funny? Uh, you know, I, I had, a, I had one of my students ask me the other day, right. Um, uh, he just asked me, he he's a, he's a black belt of mine. He's a, he's a, he's a good dude too, you know, but he called me out of the blue. He saw that I did the Rocky steps, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do ever since I was I don't know. I saw Rocky when he was, when I was 15 years old, right. In the theater, when it came out in 1976. Right. And I liked it ever since then. And I've always wanted to do the Rocky steps and here I am at it, you know, and I'll just never forget this, this experience. I I looked up there and I can't, I said, I can't believe I'm here. I said, you know, my knee, I can't just run up like Rocky because one of my knees suck. Right. And I got a fake knee on one and one sucks, but I'm like, you know, whatever, I'm going to get up in my own way. And so I'm going to get to the top of that thing. And so I did, you know what I mean? And, you know, of course I took the picture with the hands up in the air and the, and by the Rocky statue and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, at, and I'm always kind of looking to improve myself, you know, writing the book last year and that kind of stuff. And he had asked me, he goes, why, why is it you always push yourself to do more to do outdo? You never just kind of, I never just kind of sit and veg or whatever. And I just told him, I said, I get so bored. You know what I mean? That if I'm not stimulated, I feel like if I just, I'm not a retiree guy, I'm not going to stay home and watch TV all day. It's just not what I do. And, uh, um, I just wanted to know, you know, what drives that, what drives that to, to do. And I don't know. I don't know, doc. I don't know what drives it. I think I like to be an inspiration for others. Right. And now in this decade, right, this 60s decade, I remember my 50s decade going, I can't believe I'm in my 50s, man. It pisses me off, right? And then, uh, and then I hit 60, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so, you know, now you're starting to look at the next one. And I said to myself, I just told him, I, I told him the other day on the phone when he asked me, and I said, I don't know. I said, I know this, though. When I hit 70, I want to be the most badass 70-year-old that that's walking. That's <laughs> nice. what I want, right? Nice. And I said, so I've got this decade to make that happen right? Yep. I'm going to write more books. I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to do this. And I've got this decade now to set up what, what I want on the thing. And, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm wondering if your coaching can help people, you know, I set a bar that people can watch and I hope I inspire others. That's what I really hope I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and maybe in a selfish way, because really. Uh, I never feel like I'm good enough, to be honest with you. That's why I'm always kind of pushing the uh, level. Yeah. I'm always pushing to the next level. Okay. I'm just not having arrived yep. even at 61. And, uh, I don't know if that you're coaching. Can you help people break the mental barrier yeah, that, good to, to do that?
2: Yeah. That's funny. Cause you ask, I, I was, I've been put, this is on the hopper for me in 2023 is putting and for you, it'd be more in this idea of, um, like a mastermind group of people that are mm. uh, for business professionals. Cause I was, I've been talking to various people and some people aren't my fit because it's, you know, I was talking to a lady and she's really interested in getting a mastermind and masterminding with me, but she's not the fit because it's best for entrepreneurs or people that want to break through something. They're kind of at a standstill. Like, you know, maybe they're hit six figures and they can't get outside of that six figures or it's people that are, you know, in this mindset. And, uh, and I want to, use a mastermind group of helping people using the same principles, the same ideas, not to the extent with sport coaching and helping people work through because it's a, it's a block. It's still something you're holding on to, and you can let go of that. And so that's kind of what I have coming up. Uh, I just I put out a new course, which is uh, coming in February. So now my mind is kind of shifting out of this, uh, mastermind that I want to create.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's, that's good, doc. I, 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 uh, um, I think that, uh, I think if, if you can help people's mindset, you know, I'm always, this is why I can't shut down at night. You know, this is kind of stuff I I sit and think about when I lay in bed and I'm like, man, I got to get after it, man. And I'm thinking to myself, sleeping is a waste of time. It's pissing me off, you know, uh, that I can't, you know, there's things I didn't get done today and I got to do whatever. And then, there's other days that I'm so overwhelmed that nothing gets done because I don't know where to start. So I don't know where to yeah. start. Right. Right. And, uh, and try and have that, that organization to it. So I want to talk about this. So what you, what you have here, cause we're kind of winding down, but it says you can book yeah. a complimentary discovery call to see if and how I may be able to help you. So this is in your, your stuff. I want to put this in your bio doc and, and it, yeah, uh, please. you have a, um, um, you know, you have a uh, website that has events. It looks like, right? And so yep. you have online events that are coming up, right?
2: Yeah. So I have a, the uh, signature course is coming up in February. February sixth, it starts, and uh, if people on the call now, there's like there's like complimentary on 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 Mondays uh, as well. They can just kind of connect to understand what it is. We'll I'll go through it. I'll demonstrate it. They can experience a little bit of this breath work and actually feel a little bit better by the end of the class. And, you know, if they feel inspired, if it's something they want to join the course, they can join the course.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's good. I'm, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out to my students and let them let them see if there's some time that they can they can connect with you and yeah, do it. You have awesome. a calendar there for a 30 minute minute talk, which is uh, yep. what I think is awesome. You know, and and I'm just going to say, you know, I. Uh, this stuff is kind of, even though I've done martial, I told you this before, I've done martial arts forever, and I know that breathing is important, and we talk about breathing. I talk yeah. about how to throw a punch and how not to hold your breath and and stuff like that, and then even when I'm doing jujitsu, I hear my coach screaming in my ear, how many times is I going to tell you to stop holding your freaking breath, man? Right. And uh, that's the G version of what he says in my ear, but, um, and I'm like, why am I doing that, man? I'm consciously holding my breath and not breathing, so I'm, uh, you know. But I can tell you this, there's times that I've experimented with breathing. I have one of those breathing things on my uh, breathing apps that are on my phone, right? Right. And it's amazing what happens in 60 seconds, right? It kind of vibrates. Right. You take a breath in, take a breath out. And I've measured my pulse and I've measured things and I've watched and I did it all. I said, okay, is this, is this some bullshit or what? So I want to, and so I take it. <laughs> And I do this breathing and I do it like the way it's supposed to be done. No, no distractions. And then I said, okay, I'm taking my pulse and then I'm taking my blood pressure and I'm doing it after this is for one minute, mm-hmm. only a minute. Yeah. And I've seen my pulse go down, uh, almost seven to eight beats per minute. And I'll, in a one minute time frame, watch my blood pressure go down five to eight points. Right. right. I'm like, what the heck?
2: It's, it's amazing. And I would say, I would. You know, try to do this little experiment, breathe in through your nose only and breathe in through your mouth. Like your nose, breathing through your nose is way more powerful. You get 20% more oxygen in, coming in through your nose. There's way more benefits of breathing through your nose actually too. If you actually like, I've, uh, I've seen studies and I've had some friends do this experiment where just like doing this, breathing in through their nose and breathing out. Even if you do like uh, the Wim Hof, he didn't create the technique, but, um, it's a great tool too they can increase their um their activity in sports run better or further have more quicker times because you're actually getting more oxygen into your body so
1: yeah
2: yeah because because a lot of times we don't breathe in enough so a lot of times we're such shallow breathers to begin with where we're just breathing just when you breathe you want to get sure you get down into your your So you want to make sure your belly's breathing and i teach people to get their breath even further down in the course uh, you want to get your breath actually down to your tailbone. So if you can breathe all the way through, that's you know, even more powerful.
1: I think that's awesome. Yeah. This is good, Doc. This is good. Yeah. Man, I really enjoyed this hour. Me too. A little bit selfish because I was uh, you know, asking stuff about myself, you know. But no, I love it. This is no, no, this is uh, you know, everybody gets a little bit more inside of me when I start getting these certain guests on because this stuff this stuff uh intrigues me. Absolutely. And uh can it make uh, can it make me uh, a better person? Number one, I'm always kind of looking to improve that because I yeah. definitely don't hit it out of the park all the way. Leadership and everything else. I'm always trying to make that next step. And how do I improve myself? How do I become a better leader? How do I lead? Am I leading the right way? I mean, I ask these questions of myself all the time and I I consume myself with um, did I fail in this in, in this in this department or yeah. and or are my. You know what I feel is really important. Am I compromising my values to try and appease somebody? You know what I mean. And uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I just got a lot of that. A lot of that stuff always in my head. You know what I mean. No, no, I don't know good. why.
2: No, I love I love I love when it goes somewhere different because you know sometimes the podcasts are always about me and it's good to answer questions about something that's different. And People get to see a different side of me as well. So I, this was awesome for me as well.
1: Yeah. I really
2: appreciate your time. And,
1: it was good, doc. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there. Okay. So well, yeah. I'll have the, uh, I've got a couple others that I got to do uh, for the audio, but the audio will be done in the next day or two. It'll be Perfect. up for audio too. So if you go to markcox.com, it will be on the audio people. You have the YouTube stream. That's live now that you can already, it will be on my, on that YouTube already on my at real talk uh, with Mark, a real talk with Mark Cox on uh, YouTube. So you can already share that portion, but I'll have the audio version where people can drive and listen to this and uh we'll get on my website it the same thing that you sent me i'll be there where people i can send people to my website and make sure they can do a, cons- a consulting call with you and let's see what what can happen so we'll be um, we'll be all in touch right. well I'll, all right, I'll, so.
2: I'll talk to you soon i got some ideas for you
0: okay sounds yeah. good all right awesome
2: Bob. yeah take care thanks right. yeah bye awesome now. bye now
0: you've been listening to real talk with mark cox Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss.